0: Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Dowd.
1: And I'm Julie Henson. And this
0: is Offscript, a podcast where we talk about the sermon series that we just wrapped up, uh, talk about the theology behind it, anything that ended up on the cunning room floor, and we've got a very special one today, it's our 50th anniversary series. Uh, Reagan's out of town, so we have a different booth today. It's Julie. It's me. And Ashley.
2: I get a mic, <laughs> <I do.
0: laughs> It's a microphone, <laughs> and Alex is driving the boat. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike our normal setup it's going to be ashley prompting us mm-hmm. weighing in yep. clarifying
2: getting us to talk about what is easy to talk about which is how awesome this whole year has been because yeah. you know we're talking about our sermon series of course but this was the culmination of a year's worth of celebration and excitement mm-hmm. and building excitement. Um, so I don't know. I'm excited for us to just to get talk to talk about all the little bits
3: that we love. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's and funny. it really, it really has been kind of slowly building. So mm-hmm. we started with the, I guess the through line has been the videos about the stained glass windows, which culminated on the 17th mm-hmm. when we got to recognize Linda B. Smith mm-hmm. in. Uh, two of the three services in the Sanctuary, which was great. Mm-hmm. And then we had the um, watermelon picnic on July 4th weekend. That was fun. That was oh, actually yeah. Julie's first service. That was service. my
1: first day. Yes. It was awesome. I thought every
2: every Sunday should have a watermelon picnic.
0: With dueling Pianos.
2: Uh-huh. That yep. was so great. That's what everybody says when there's a big Sunday. We should do this every Sunday. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I heard that some yesterday. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. did
2: too. I agree. Um. Yeah, we... It was special to get to talk about Linda Mm -hmm. during that last window. Mm -hmm. It was really, she's been kind of in and out. And so for her to get to be there, that was, that felt really special. It seemed like it was really special.
0: And she had just celebrated a big birthday Mm -hmm. a week week or two before. I I won't say which one. It was, was you know, a big one.
2: No, it was awesome. And we got to use her voice from the uh, dedication service Mm -hmm. for the windows in that sanctuary. So it was a voice from the past, a familiar voice, but it was, it was cool. We've, we've done a lot of finding really cool old stuff. Um, Alex went and took a bunch of old VHSs to go get digitized. So a lot of the <laughs> stuff that we got to experience was, you know, in a dusty box somewhere that got brought back to life. So very awesome. What were some moments from this year in particular, you know, we talked about a few of our events, um, but, uh, things that stood out to you about our community and times that we celebrated each other, maybe things that you learned or didn't know that our community did, or I don't know, just stuff that kind of cream that rose to the top during the, the greater part of the year of celebration.
0: One of the first things you do when you move to a new place is try to study as much as you can about mm-hmm. that place. And so the, the history of the church that we did for the 40th, is that the one, the book, was that for the 40th anniversary? So I had read through that, of course, mm-hmm and um knew the kind of general story and then when when i moved here don and i spent a whole lot of time together mm-hmm. him catching me up on th- what what had been it's very unusual that there's only been three senior pastors and don you know obviously I, don and i are very close so i know i know the church from his perspective mm-hmm. it was fun getting in these last few me- weeks last month or so uh, getting to interact with fred mm-hmm. the founding pastor mm-hmm. and uh whitney and i uh took him and his wife Mona to breakfast yesterday before the service, and just it was delightful. And uh, to see his um, emotional connection mm-hmm. to the church was pretty special. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, spending intentional time with the, some of the founding families, some of the members who have been around if if not founding families technically that've been mm-hmm. around for you know the vast majority of fifty years, and getting their um, their feelings about. The church was, you know, all very warm, and they here. You know, they've raised their families here. In some cases, their grandkids are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. That's all pretty special. And every church you go to, that you get, you do some of that. But a big anniversary like a fiftieth gives you that intentional time to reflect on it and kind of make it. I mean, the church is never really supposed to be about the, the church, right? It's supposed to be about God and God's work in the world. But there are times when it's highly appropriate to to spend some time thinking theologically about what's been. And so that's where we're doing the service, obviously, yesterday, today, and forever. Um, and it's just been a good, it's been a good, uh, a good time of reflection as we think about what's coming for the next 50, sounds a little grandiose, but mm-hmm. certainly in the next five to 10 mm. years.
1: So, my experience has been a lot more limited because mm-hmm. I just came on since July. Uh, but there was two things that stood out to me. One is our, uh, continued connection to our elementary school that we planted from, mm. um, Sigler. And so, so I'm a, a church planter kid. And so, church for me growing up from, um, for five years. So, from, uh, fourth grade to, um, high school was in a, elementary school cafeteria. And so, um, to see the continued partnership Mm -hmm. after so many years with that elementary school and the way in which it's an actual partnership, it's not us giving to them or donating to them, but, but the, the give and take of both of what do you need and how can we serve you and vice versa? Um, really, I think, hits on what community is supposed to be about. And so as the um, displays began to go up in the hallways, um, I found myself every day walking down and just Mm -hmm. seeing something brand new and Mm -hmm. pictures that of people that I was like, I think that that's, so-and-so from third grade or, um, you know, somebody's grandchild. And, um, and so recognizing just the legacy of, of, of 50 years, um, in the history, um, what we talk about in Hebrews, which is the cloud of witnesses, um, it's just very clear and abundant, especially during this series.
0: Mm-hmm. And you got a family tie. I, I do.
1: <laughs> I do. So, um, my stepmom worked here in the eighties and, um, uh, she was in uh youth ministry. And Ooh. so Dawn brought her on and, um, there was a picture that popped up of her uh, in one of the displays, um, from, from her in her twenties. Uh, wow. And so it was, uh, we got a good, good laugh out of that. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you take a picture of it? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. No, we're um actually, uh, <laughs> one of our members set it aside for me so that I can take it with <laughs> me nice. and uh, continue to taunt her with it. That's
2: awesome. <laughs> I looked at a lot of the pictures too and saw one of Kim and Sid and the CDC. And it's just fun to see people who have been here a long time. And, um, and we who, ended you should up probably
0: tell people who Kim and Sid are.
2: Yeah. So Kim is our executive director here at Christ United and she um, helps a lot of, she's the grease on the gears. She gets a lot of stuff done around here. Um, and her daughter Sydney, and they've been going to church here forever um, or nearly forever. And, so yeah, and she likes to be in the background. So to find a to find a picture of her in order to put in something is is pretty fun in the first place to um, drag her into the spotlight. But we got to look at a lot of fun pictures. Communications was responsible for the 50-year um, 50 t- 50 timeline, the mm-hmm. life-size timeline that is up and down the atrium hallway. Amy Inns, who is also a church member here at Christ United, um totally spearheaded that project for us and april and tina from the 50th committee prepared for months all of this information that they culled from books and documents and everything and they got as exhaustive a timeline as we could get together in the time period allotted and it it's it's very impressive um and then amy took all of that information and was able to condense it into something that is beautiful and we paired it with pictures of the old um buildings and of the old organ and all of these Mm -hmm. different things it's 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 really awesome she did a really fantastic job it was definitely a labor of love and that's going to be a permanent fixture on the walls over by the get connected, even after our stuff comes down, which wow, won't be any time awesome. soon. Right, we're gonna leave it up through October. Eh? Yeah, we're yeah. gonna leave it up, leave it up for a good while. So, talking about all these things that we're excited about, remembering
3: <laughs>
2: just for the for the giggles, anything that you're glad we're not doing anymore <laughs> you've, as a church. Yeah, or or you know, just in your fifty years or as a church, any projects that you heard of that you're like, oh, okay. Let's leave that one in the 70s. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, you know, I mean, in terms of the church, I think everything we've done has been contextual to the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some stuff um, probably doesn't apply quite as well. You don't think as... we need
2: a, a peanut butter drive? Right. I mean. You're not a big peanut butter guy, right?
0: Uh So, okay, I do have feelings about peanut butter. <laughs> as long as it's not baked in anything okay 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 I'm I'm on board oh interesting anything baked with peanut butter can go right in the trash
3: all right
1: I'm trying to Alex is looking the same way what 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 would you possibly bake
0: the worst thing
1: peanut brittle like is that that sort of stuff peanut butter cookies bingo oh those
0: stupid fork marks oh my goodness thousand percent out on those
1: oh my goodness (laughs) all right mark peanut butter cookies off of Christmas, Christmas. There are
2: ladies clutching their pearls across the internet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then when we were in Henrietta, we had a dear friend of ours Mm -hmm. bring us a peanut butter pie.
3: Oh, Uh, no.
0: (laughs) Exactly. See, your reaction tells the story of Uh, things baked with peanut butter.
2: See, this is stuff you need to know. Mm -hmm. Buckeyes. I'm out
0: out, out on Buckeyes. Like peanut butter, those are great things to give to uh, food banks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: For sure, yeah. No, in the '70s, that was one of my favorite pictures that I dug up from a newspaper. Is that <laughs> we did the peanut butter is love drive. Oh well, that's and it, they were real jars, real glass jars wow. of peanut butter, and we gathered a ton for the, uh, for the food bank. For the food
0: bank, it's great. Wow,
2: <laughs> lots of kids in polyester posing with peanut butter. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>
1: I'm happy that we don't use as much paper anymore. So everything mm, from typewriters amen. to um everything having to be in a file folder mm-hmm. and then that file folder filed in a filing cabinet and that filing, you know, oh, that yes. uh, the amount of paper um, is a lot to
2: organize mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and then store. Mm-hmm. And then store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The archives room is still has a fair amount of, <laughs> oh, of I buckets. Bet. Yeah. Of historical document. That's not historical document, but instead like <laughs> mono copy paper, yeah. like yes. the holes on the side. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, as director of communications, I'm 100% down for taking things digital, much too many people's chagrin.
1: Well, and to that point, too, any any type of recording, whether it's video recording or audio recording, not having to then record it into a cassette or a VHS tape yeah. um, is... Is a gift too. Mm-hmm. All, all the upda- updates in technology.
2: I, I'm very grateful for. Yeah, no, um, coming up in stewardship, we're getting to talk about a bunch of fun data from the year and the amount of people we're able to reach now digitally is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Um, so our scripture focus for this sermon series, um, was the letter to the Hebrews and the bishop wrapped up our final Sunday of the series with a letter of his own. Um, what are your thoughts um, on choosing this particular letter to the Hebrews as a part of this period of time that we're talking about? And then how letters from our faith ancestors, if you will, like notes and direction from the past and how that has played into how y'all put your sermons together. Because I felt like going through all this stuff, like I said, getting ready for the timeline, it felt like going through a time capsule. Mm-hmm. It felt like something that the people who came before me left for me. <laughs> and yeah. that's that gives me inspiration for the future. And that's kind of how I felt about reading about the Hebrews, too, like mm. our faith ancestors. Huh.
0: Yeah, well, for me, I know mm-hmm. Julie did something different in the middle middle week. Mm-hmm. Um, I did Romans mm-hmm. and then Hebrews. So they were literally letters from right. the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jeremiah was the, um, oh, and then Thessalonians, mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. second, second Thessalonians. Yeah. Second Thessalonians. Yeah. That was the first week. Um, I think where I went with it, uh, let me talk, let me answer it this way. Yeah. Where I went with it in week one of the series was that, uh, the, the tradition that we're handed on, that that is handed on to us from our faith ancestors is the kind of, is the foundation that we build upon. Mm-hmm and some stuff changes over time of course and should and then some stuff is just kind of the rock yeah and so um i i feel the same way about the church i mean there we inherit ministries that have been life changing we um carry on ministry from one generation to the next with these very blessed and and warm memories about what has been that can both inspire us uh, and kind of empower us to do the next thing, mm-hmm. which, of course, we turn our attention to in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's probably the way I would answer that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I agree with you, Ashley. I think that there's so much of a gift in... In a letter in and of itself. I know for myself, I've kept letters. My, my grandmother was always so good at writing me letters. And so those are things that, that I cherish and that I, I look back on often, not just, um, for nostalgia's sake, but as an encouragement. And I, that first letter that, um, that we talked about in week one, um, that Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, the Thessalonian letter, um, he talks about encouragement. And I'm, I I was reminded as I was, reading that passage and it talks about so that you will be encouraged that uh, encouragement is not just an optimism and just sort of a pat on the back and just keep going. It's, it's literally means to put the heart back in. Mm. And, um, and so when we are encouraged by things from our past, like letters and um, especially the letters and scriptures, we are putting the heart back in to what we are doing um, as a reminder um, of why we do what we do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's, I was really excited retrospectively, um, as a pastor that I used to work for would say it ended up strategic, um, to have our members write devotionals Mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has been just, it was so cool to get to hear all those kind of cloud of voices Mm -hmm. speaking on the things that we believe. And now we have those forever, um, in, like y'all have been talking about in your week one, you each talked about similar but different things. Julie, you talked about grit and perseverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Chris, you talked on priorities, standing firm, and uh, something I really loved was the the light for the way.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, and I was just wondering if there were any stories about those themes or things that went with that that ended up on the cutting room floor. Anything more that you wanted to share?
1: yeah so I, I mentioned uh, a little bit um that part of my history and my growing up was in church planting and so um so I remember the unpacking of the two trailers that went to go set up church and um and then uh, when my husband Kyle and I moved to Nashville, we were part of a church plant that every Sunday morning we met in a middle school gym, and um you know, at six thirty in the morning, you're unloading two trailers and you're setting up a nursery, you're setting up worship. And um and so that word grit kept coming back to my mind when I was thinking about fifty years ago what it took for people to actually have not only the audacity, but the grit to start something new. Um it's it's a specific kind of person that's more of a pioneer that has both passion and a sense of consistency and perseverance to continue to pursue that passion over and over and over again um and that word is grit um there's an author that I uh, that wrote a book called grit that that was how she she defined it and so i leaned on that the first week thinking back about the very early days of what church planting is like um and what kind of tenacity you need to do something that um takes a lot of physical labor and it takes a lot of faith um to believe that what you're doing um is going to continue
2: they fred was described in that way over and over again Mm -hmm. i feel like during the service and kind of what he did and his legacy and um i got to talk to him a bit after the service and that's exactly kind of the story that he told was this like well we didn't know what was going to happen and we just kept showing up Mm -hmm. and now look at all this and he was he was very emotional about getting to see all of it hmm. and how far he feels like something that he had the grit to show up and keep happening is now. I mean, it was wonderful. He spent a lot of time in the in the chapel afterwards in <laughs> Candler Chapel. Did he really? mm mm-hmm.
0: Oh that's sweet. Yeah. Nothing jumps out that ended up on the ground room floor, but I talked about the Annie Lamott um story with her son Sam. Yeah. I just love that story. Mhm. Um there's there's parts of that story that uh, that would also unpack for a different type of series. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I mean just the reason the reason she brings them to church is the same reason that so many of us with children come to church. Yeah. yeah. Because we want to give them a foundation. Um and a little light to see by is the way she puts mm-hmm. it, which I just I love that. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's probably the same across generations. I don't, I don't know that that would change much. I mean, when we think about how different the world is now than it was in 1973, and we had a little bit of fun with that, with mm-hmm. fashion and, sure. um. More some of the things that we Fashion is the most fun. Movies, the movies. Mm-hmm. movies,
3: and, yeah. music. Like and the
0: music. Martial arts mm-hmm. movies were like all the rage. Huge. Oh, wow. Kung, Kung Fu movies specifically.
2: Delta Dawn. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Delta Dawn. Oh, and, mm-hmm. the, and the choir brought it on. Oh, oh yeah, Dawn, I, I cool.
2: loved when the choir backed y'all up. Uh-huh. Every they did it like every week.
0: Every, every week, and it was spontaneous, mm-hmm. and we didn't. You know, it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's awesome. awesome. It really is awesome. Yeah. Um. But. Every generation wants community, Mm -hmm. which we're going to be talking about for the next two weeks. Yeah. Spoiler alert or (laughs) teaser or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But also that notion that you want to have a foundation for your family. And the specific things that our generation is is confronting or is being confronted with, that would be a different list, Mm -hmm. the issues than than 1973. Mm -hmm. But the same core need for the thing which will get you through those challenges is the same. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, that's what makes it so unique to be part of a church that's 50 years old. Is you can, you can have a, um, a conversation with some of those founding members and unpack with them what, you know, what we're all facing in 73 versus, versus now they're still every bit as committed to the church as they were at the founding. And it does take a unique personality to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and planting today is very different than it was in nineteen seventy three as mm. well. But yeah, that's probably a whole separate podcast too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, for sure.
0: But um, you know, they didn't climate change and racism and I mean I know racism always existed, but our conversation about that is different now, thankfully, mm-hmm. than it was fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um Religious diversity mm-hmm. is entirely different now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> back then, it was are you Baptist or Methodist, right? Yeah, maybe some Catholics in there. Mm-hmm. Now it's you know most of my kids are most of my kids' friends are not Christian. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, and it was
2: in the m- early to mid seventies that women started being elders in the uh, United well, Methodist Church. Farther back than that, we're sixty some mm-hmm. odd years. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's awesome.
0: Which is still the blink of an eye. Yeah, which right. Is a whole different podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 right.
2: Yep. So. As we transition towards talking about y'all's second week, there has been a phenomenon happening in the world that did make me cackle as soon as I sat down in your sermon, Chris, uh, because I had spent the whole weekend prior to this texting various male friends of mine, asking them how often they think about the Roman Empire, which is surprising many women across the internet to find out that their partners or friends... Think about the Romans uh, sometimes in an inordinate amount of time. Um, my brother said twice a day was his answer. Did he say what specifically he thinks about when yeah, it comes to Romans? Yeah, he said anytime Romans? he uses a road or a toilet. And I'm like, well, that is every day. Wow. That is that is every day. Wow. day. Mm-hmm. It's uh, quite impressive. Other answers include, um, well, they were really good at battle and if i ever had to go to battle i think about that a lot
3: i'm like okay okay
2: um i heard a lot about math and then a lot about government
3: hmm.
2: okay and also just uh general awesomeness <laughs> so general awesomeness so chris bef- before we get into it your sermon how many times <laughs> do you think you think about the Roman empire generally, like just in a, general sense, in a that, general sense that it pops up in your mind? Is it, is it weekly? Is it monthly? Is it, I mean, Bible dudes kind of get a pass on this a little bit.
0: Right. I mean, it comes up a lot. In, yeah. I mean, if you think about Jesus, it's hard to think about Jesus out, out of context, of the mm-hmm. Roman empire. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And they're
0: always the bad guys, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> in yes. that context. Right. And so, um, now that you mention it though, so my Audible, <laughs> I, w- I went back and looked at my uh, Audible library oh, uh-huh. and I've got How the Roman Empire Fell and uh, a biography of Augustus, Caesar.
2: I mean, it's, uh, it is funny. Yeah. It is very funny. In
0: my defense, <laughs> I feel like that's professionally edifying. Like I need to know some context about Caesar and yes. how he came to power and all that.
2: Absolutely.
0: When I'm driving on a road, not on my mind. <laughs> uh, normal life circumstances, not on my mind.
2: For reference, I think I think about it maybe every time I ride, uh, what's the ride, the Inside the Ball at Epcot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's like, I can't remember uh, the name of it. My wife can be very you know disappointed in me for not... No. no, no the no, no, Ball. The Big Ball. Like, big so, ball. It's the a history it Epcot of time. Ball. It's yeah, like it uh, mm-hmm. you travel through, like oh, from Caveman right. all the way till computers in the 1970s so you like spiral awesome. up
2: through history oh man it and is they awesome. they do they show the Romans building the roads and then yeah, the of burning course. of the uh, libraries uh-huh. and I can smell it even now they have they have candles on Etsy that you can buy that smell like the burning of Rome
3: <laughs> Just what? so
2: you know so ladies <laughs> after you ask your husbands, about Rome, you can go to Etsy and buy him the smell yeah. of, of Rome burning
0: well,
3: to finish out his man present. cave.
0: <laughs> All right, well, that's, oh very spe- that's very specific.
2: But so, when I sat down in your sermon, yeah. unbeknownst now, to me. Okay,
0: but I wasn't talking about, I was talking about Plutarch, who, who did lo- uh he lived during the. Uh, it was
2: the Greeks.
0: Yeah, was he, he Greeks. was a Greek philosopher, in my defense. Now, Greeks. If you if you were saying if you were to say Greek or Roman, mm-hmm. Greco-Roman, like if you were to broaden yeah. it, more maybe okay. Yeah, when you're maybe. on
1: the road, like, <laughs> uh, well, about the Greeks on the road more.
0: Uh, I, n- not when I'm driving, <laughs> like, not not because I'm on the road, but because I'm listening to an. A- I an was going to say bulb, unless the you're word. listening to. It's <laughs> right. listen. It's either sports or it's uh, you know Greco-Roman history. Hey, what well, else okay. is there really? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That is so awesome. That is so great. And so, okay, all things aside, in week two, you both covered more Hebrews, but Chris, you also talked about another letter from Paul to the Romans. And Julie, (laughs) you touched... (laughs) Listen, you cannot
0: Romans. get away. You just can't get away from the Romans if you're going to be talking about the New Testament. You just can't. Now, it
2: was very entertaining.
0: Theseus, though, is not a Roman. No. So the, sh- the the metaphor that I used for that series yes. or for that sermon was the ship of Theseus. You are edified. And I will tell you, the bishop yesterday, uh-huh. before the service, mm-hmm. he said, hey, I watched your I watched your sermon last week to get ready for today. Mm-hmm. And I thought... I. In the moment, you know, I'm trying to think through. I mean, you know, you preach every week, so you got it, right? Yeah. So I said, "Was that the one with why I make Sam go to church?" And he looked at me like, "What are you talking about?" I <laughs> <laughs> said, "No, no, it's that philosophical thing with the mm-hmm. the ship." I'm like, "Oh yeah, the ship of Theseus. Mm-hmm. I love that." No, and he it's said, really good. As I was watching your sermon, I thought, "How long does he? How long does it take him to prepare a sermon?" He's like, "How long did you? How long did you study the ship of Theseus before you get ready for that for that sermon?" <laughs> You said, I'm just going to tell you right now, mine's going to be much more simple than yours yeah. <laughs> And
2: you're like, you haven't studied the ship of Theseus? Wait, come on. What do you That's even do it. all day? Yeah. I know you're running a conference. Look, it I had only, I had a basic understanding of who Theseus was, but I had no idea all the things you had to talk about. And I thought it was very, very cool.
0: I love that metaphor.
2: Very, very mm-hmm. cool. Hence my question. You know, you talked about Paul in letter of the Romans, Julie, you touched on dreams, and how does the long story of things being built upon like in your sermon, Chris, and like you said, Julie, dreams being handed down both in history and mm-hmm. from our christian hymn, like how is that different in the same
0: i it's a it is a wonderful existential question mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. so how much change makes a thing not a thing yeah and and I used to picture of myself when I was a little kid with my rifleman Mm -hmm. pose and then Mm -hmm. like I'm in front of the statue of Paul. Um, are we the same church that we were 50 years ago? Mm -hmm. And the, the obvious answers are yes and no. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what makes the church, the church and what, what makes us, um, different over time? Mm -hmm. I just find those to be, uh, it's interesting to think about. We're not in the same location. Mm -hmm. Uh, our worship is undoubtedly at least slightly different than Mm -hmm. it was 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. Our, um, the percentage of people who are cradle Methodists, I'm sure is vastly different than it was 50 years ago. Yeah. And so you're, our, our, in that sense, our, our congregation is much more diverse than it was. I'm sure it's more ethnically diverse, Mm -hmm. uh, at least a little bit than it was. Mm -hmm. And so how we live into that reality today and how we, um, how we are faithful to who we are and who we're called to be really matters. And mm-hmm. so the letter to the Romans, um, has something to say about that. Like what uh, he talks about transformation, but he also talks about in the, in the second letter of the Thessalonians from the week before, holding on to tradition and it's a balancing act.
1: Yeah. So I, um, uh, I have a, a favorite quote from um, Henry Nowen that I used in my sermon. Um, Notre Dame guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite books that he wrote, a really small one, is called In the Name of Jesus. And as I got to this week, I realized that the, there's really this great intersection, as Chris was saying, between the past, the present, and the future. Um, and uh, what's different? What remains the same? How do we even determine what gets to stay the same and what changes um mm-hmm. what is our role in that and i found this quote by uh, henry now in this book uh, that talks about um so he's talking about this time in his life where he's trying to predict what the next 50 years are going to be like or where he's talking to some priests about what the future of their careers are going to look like And he said, I came to see that the more willing I was to look honestly at what I was thinking and saying and doing now, the more easily I would come in touch with the movement of God's Spirit in me, leading me into the future. God is a God of the present and reveals to those who are willing to listen carefully to the moment in which they live the steps that they take toward the future. And so, what I realized in in both the Habakkuk scripture and in in that quote was that if we are going to even talk about the next 50 years or the next five years, we have to look at what we are doing today. And is what we say is what we are doing today the same as what we are saying who we are? Mm-hmm. So is there a difference between me stating my beliefs and then how I act or are they one and the same and so the scripture in Habakkuk talks about how, um, the Lord answered, write the vision, make it plain on tabs it, tablets so that a runner may read it. And so I wanted to take some time, especially with the modern worship community and just say, let's, let's talk about who we want to be before we get to looking at what the future holds. Let's talk about who we are now and who we say we are. And is that the same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, In speaking about the present moment, I wanted us to be able to be self-reflective in a way um, to see that the present shapes the future. And if we are not in tune with what we are doing now, we're not going to be aware of how we got to where we are going in the future.
2: That's very serious heavy lifting. Yeah. But, and it's always more fun to, I feel like, dream Mm -hmm. than it is to assess. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But... One of the things that you said in your sermon also that I really, really liked was, um, position yourself in a way that you can hear God. Yeah. Which I feel like is a little bit of what you're talking about, this right. kind of being still and listening. And then Chris, it reminded me of when you were talking about priorities in week one, from y- in y'all's perspective, knowing who we are and having done all this work. I know that both of you have done a lot of work sitting with our people and figuring out where we're headed mm-hmm. with who we are, mm-hmm. what does that look like for our community as we look towards the next 50? Because mm-hmm. I know that as, as we've done all this retrospection, it's made me go, great, what's my line in the history book gonna look like? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So I actually think that, um, I mean, the past three years have been so disruptive. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a lot of internal transition, which is always hard yeah. on organization from Don to me and mm-hmm. then from Pat to Jason and then Ben mm-hmm. um and then just internally on the staff i mean mm-hmm. there's so many leadership positions have changed in terms of staff positions uh and then all the stuff with the pandemic and mm-hmm. we every church in america is still wrestling with that and we Whitney and i were facilitating a book study mm-hmm. with uh, parents of teenagers or some of grandparents of teenagers but the like they're like, for for instance, the senior class now, they were freshmen during COVID year and it just fundamentally changed
3: mm-hmm.
0: how they show up in the world compared to every, <laughs> every senior class before them. Yeah. The, the church is feeling that as well. And so, uh, there's been a fair amount of crisis response mm-hmm. for several years and, and trying to figure out, um. I mean, a very basic question of who's still here Mm -hmm, (laughs) three years later. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like now it's providential timing with, I mean, we're living with the results of the pandemic and will for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've, for all intents and purposes, come out of it. And now we are, who who we are now in some cases is very different. Who we sometimes, in some cases, it's much the same. Um, But having that. Uh, that crisis period ending at a time when we're reflecting Mm -hmm. on the whole history of the church has been I just think it's providential because now's the time for strategic planning about what comes next and what are our major initiatives going to be Love Serve Transform is what we do it's a little different than who we are Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. and um you know, who we are as disciples of Jesus. And that means different things to different people, but it's helpful when we are all use a common language around it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, now that like right now, when I yesterday, so yesterday was the 24th, we're recording yeah. on the 25th. It was a beautiful morning, um, confluence morning of, Um, Some folks who hadn't been here for a long time are back either because they're visiting or maybe they hadn't really been back since the pandemic Mm -hmm. in person, maybe online and not in person. Um, The people who have been steady the whole time, um, new staff members who are making new contributions, new church members who don't know anything about the history. And honestly, maybe on its face, are happy to be informed by it, but really want to know what they're, who yeah. they are now as part of this yeah, congregation yeah. and how we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I think in the coming months, we're going to, we're going to start to unpack that mm-hmm. and we'll do it as a community of faith. And I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, I think this is, um, it was just a joyful, joyful commemoration yesterday. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, in my mind, kind of a, a turning point, a pivot to looking really more, looking ahead more as deeply as we can to what comes next.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can say that I have a lot of dreams. um, And I think Chris is right that uh, it's going to take a discernment process with the people here now. I have a lot of uh, big ideas. Um, I can say often that about out of 20, maybe one of them is good though. So... (laughs) I like to say that God's dreams are not only bigger than mine, but they're better than mine. Mm-hmm. And that, that sort of discernment takes um time and it takes community. Mm-hmm. And so um being intentional with the group that we have gathered now, and then taking a look at our placement in the context of the broader community here in Plano, what is different now than it was even 20 years ago for our community. Um, and um i often like to ask the question if our church ceased to exist tomorrow who would notice and why and i think that tends to tell us our placement in the community and how people are connected to us and why they are connected to us and so um, starting with those kinds of questions i think will help us to continue to say well then This is where we want to go. This is where we want to push further. This is where we have a dream about the next steps or the next generation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, uh, it's possibly because I just, I have a young kid, but I think so often about what the church will look like for him Mm -hmm. and what I want the church to be for him. Um, and, uh, and I don't know that I fully know what the church needs to look like, Mm -hmm for the generation that are just now becoming young adults, um, generation Z. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I'm continuing to learn about a generation that is coming into adulthood and what they need, um, in terms of, and how they understand God, how they, how do they understand community and their relationship to the church? I think that all of that is shifting and changing as well. And so it, it continues to be in the forefront of my mind of, where is the next generation going to see God and how do we get to be a part of it?
2: Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads me into my next yet similar question. Um, Getting a little creative here without holding you to it. What would be something that you feel would be a good addition to our same good ship? Hmm. Something that if you took all the barriers away would be something you would hope that we could do with the next 2550 with Christ United Methodist
3: Church.
0: I mean the mission of every church is to reach new people mm-hmm. right um, and so mm-hmm. the the official mission of the United Methodist Church is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world mm-hmm. so there's a there's a front end of that reaching people who don't know don't know Jesus don't know the church don't know the connection between the two how they what their place is and all that mm-hmm. and that that is radically different now than it was in 1973 mm-hmm. and, and so um I think every church and I think our church needs to get better at reaching new people. Mm-hmm. We are really good at providing exceptional ministries uh in the way that we've always done it.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: We're and I'm I'm using the royal wheat here, not yeah. just Christ yeah. United Methodist Church, the United Methodist Church in general is much less um gifted, in my opinion, at being creative and innovative and answering, you know, what, what, what Paul did in the New Testament was to speak the language people could understand in order to draw them into what he already knew, Mm -hmm. which is our job. And we got to get better at that. Mm -hmm. So some of that, uh, will make as we get better at that. And I'm, whether that's through programming or outreach events or whatever, I mean, there's some tactical questions there, Mm -hmm. but if that's our mission, then that's going to create a, a community that doesn't all think the same way about church. Yeah. That is younger and is in a post-Christian age for sure Mm -hmm. in community with people who don't believe it at all like they do religiously, theologically, um, and will be more diverse ethnically and everything else. And so, um, that's going to present challenges and, you know, we, the book study that Whitney United did were about three big questions, which is going to be our sermon series in January. Yeah. And three big questions are who am I, where do I belong, what's my purpose? And we have answers for that as Christians, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, they're they're all tied to Jesus. But reaching people in order to help them answer those questions for themselves alongside us Mm -hmm. as we're in our kind of traditional sanctuary and singing along to organ music and with creeds and stuff that feels maybe uh, like... It's a certainly a connection to an ancient past, which I obviously resonate with. Mm-hmm. But, um, beyond that, what is it? Like, wh- why are we all sitting here saying the same words? Like yeah. mm-hmm. we believe in, or I believe in God, the Father Almighty. What, how, how do we, what if somebody doesn't yet?
3: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: what if somebody doesn't believe in the Holy Spirit or the communion of saints or whatever? Um, I just think programming in the next 50 is going to look different. Mm-hmm. And church in general is going to look different, and we'll have the challenge of <laughs> continuing to nurture the disciples we have while Reaching. trying to reach brand new people yeah. um, mm-hmm. and forging a way ahead for both groups of folk. I'm speaking of them as two separate groups, just kind of broadly right. speaking. That's um, going to be different than it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for in the '90s. We changed up the music because we wanted people to be able to worship to music they would hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. That was the way we connected with new people. Mm-hmm. That was very effective at the time. What is it now mm-hmm. to a group of folks who are, are questioning every institution, mm-hmm. let alone a church, um, to a generation that is every day faced with a question of who God's all about when... So many people they interact with just believe radically differently than they do about God. Um, why should I commit myself to this place? I mean, the short answer for, of that uh, to that question for us is that because God wants you to. But that's that's our language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so interpreting that to new people is is uh, is our task, and it's not an easy one. And that's got to be our focus yeah. as we turn our attention to what's next.
2: I think to piggyback off of, I hope that we can become very permeable, whereas perhaps um, someone might have felt like a trespasser. (laughs) They instead feel like we're embedded in the community in such a way that no matter where they are on that, like, spectrum of belief, that they know, oh, well, I can go there. Oh, my group needs to meet. I know that they'll have me. I I need someone to talk to. I know that they'll... I know that they'll listen,
3: and
0: I need somebody who cares about the same things I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and one of the interesting things about Gen Z, the question of climate change is a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and so if if the institution they're going to give their devotion to mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to say about that, yeah, well, that that may not be an institution that they care to invest their lives in,
2: and represents another institution that's silent on issues that. Everyone else is silent on when convenient. Exactly. Right.
0: Same issue with gun violence. Uh Same issue with racism. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we're we're coming out of a a time where those just even uttering those words in some circles could, can feel divisive. Mm -hmm. And yet if we don't, we're not being faithful to the gospel, but we're also missing out on, like, we're, we are not going to be able to reach people we're supposed to be reaching. Mm -hmm. And you want to talk about a challenge. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've all been around the church long enough to know if you, if you talk about particular issues, like the way you talk about particular issues has to be so nuanced for some, for some, Mm -hmm. uh, that it can sound like you're not saying anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And bridging that gap is is going to be is going to be no small task. Right. It's on my mind because I've got you know I've got a sixteen year old and a soon to be seventeen year old and thirteen year old in the house and and uh, it's not that their curriculum in school is exposing them to this although in some cases it is but like their ethos their the mm-hmm. way the world they're living in has this anxiety about these issues that the that the church frankly doesn't say a whole lot about. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a problem. Mm-hmm. And so, um, doing that in a way such that you can keep all the passengers on the boat mm-hmm. <laughs> together is—that's uh, the that is maybe the eternal question, right? How to do that
2: to continue the metaphor to get everyone rowing in the same direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people want to stay right where we're at and are comfortable with the scenery. Yeah. And you know, I—I I think that everyone can get behind on their best day, everyone can get behind wanting to take care of, support, and include our kids. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's nobody that disagrees with that. There's yes. a lot of in-between, though. Right. There's right. a great deal of in-between. Right, 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 So we have the to... The how there. Uh-huh. I was teaching
1: Reagan's mm-hmm. um, book study, Bible study this morning, and uh, it was uh, about Jonah and um, and going to... Nineveh and how he didn't (laughs) want to go to Nineveh and, uh, you know, and just grumbled and complained and the belly and the whale, and then finally went and, you know, and then (laughs) he does, he does do his, his prophesying. Right. I mean, he says, repent or, you know, God's going to punish you, but then gets mad at God for not punishing them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, So the last question of the morning was, what steps can we take this week to help others see the extravagant love of God? Um, And when we say others, talking about those who we either deny or dismiss or those Mm -hmm. who um, we overlook or judge. And so, you know, the Ninevites, right. Talking about the people to the city you don't want to go to the people you don't want to talk to. What's a step that we can take in that direction. Um, and, um, so all that is to say, I think there is also this, this, this constant question of, um, where is God calling us to reach out Mm -hmm. outside of the building? Right. And so that we are not a facility but that our facilities facilitate our mission Mm -hmm. and push us back outside of those walls um, and go the places that, that God wants us to go. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: No, I mean, for me, that's deeply inspiring. All of that is deeply inspiring. It gets me, you know, jazzed up to march. And it feels even more supported by watching through this 50th anniversary celebration All the people and all the things that they've done to get us to where we are right Mm. now. Right. We, we have, we're not vastly behind. No, no, no. No. We, we have a whole history of people who have been boundary breakers, who have found new ways to serve their community and to be in and amongst Mm. it and all this stuff. And we just need to take it. We just need to take our lines.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Let's well, right, it. exactly. So what's our mm-hmm. contribution going to be to your earlier question? Exactly.
1: Well, and that's really the image in Hebrews 12, right? Mm-hmm. The surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run the race with perseverance. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about that, I've always imaged it as a baton race, that mm-hmm. this baton has been passed from one faithful generation to another. The baton is now in your hands. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with it?
2: Mm-hmm. And it's deeply intimidating. Oh, it's, yeah. It's It's not like it doesn't scare me too, but I mean- We have we we come from good stock. Oh yeah, (laughs) we are we are resourced because people have done the hard work to resource us. God has been faithful. That was another thing that I just noticed through looking at everything is the times that I can see God showing up for us Mm -hmm. and our congregation through the history, Mm -hmm. even with COVID. Oh yeah, for sure. Even with the fact that with y'all's transition and everything yeah. for the craziest thing that was going to happen in our time period yeah. to happen in the moment where we had you and we had Don uh-huh. and we had everybody else.
3: Uh-huh.
2: I mean, it was, I think it's, I think because of how well we worked together and how we supported each other, we were able to bounce back faster than a lot of people did. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, I mean, we're, we should say it's probably good to remind people cause it's, what's the metaphor when you're a fish in the water you don't know you're yeah, in the water yeah, yeah. I mean we we're one of the lar- we're one of the largest Methodist churches in the conference yeah. so in our area mm-hmm. and we're easily top I don't know 1 or 2% of mm-hmm. any Methodist congregation anywhere yeah. so we I mean we have been incredibly blessed God yes. to your your phrase God has been faithful mm-hmm. and now it's up to us to be faithful to our call
3: mm-hmm.
0: and the thing is that is uh inherently discomforting
3: Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. right
0: because we have now we have a responsibility to to be the innovators and uh to do what the previous generation did in their way and now we'll do what the previous next generation needs in the way that god's calling us to and it's all the holy spirit is in the midst of all that Mm -hmm. so
2: tons to look forward to i mean it's an exciting time to be alive honestly amen yeah.
0: Well, which is great. So what are we yeah. looking forward to? Actually, so what's coming up in October? we
2: are not just looking forward to an amazing 50 more years, but also to um, our next sermon series that yes. is starting this coming Sunday, yes. Community, yep. How Connecting Can Change your life. And it does. And it does. It really does. That's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll have an amazing sermon series and then coming up very mini series. Mini series. -series. And then after that we will kick off stewardship season, which is honestly like the slam dunk on everything. Because it's just another time to reflect on what we can do, what we've done, where we're headed, and how we're going to put ourselves together to do it. And then we're going to have an amazing fall fest. Yeah. At the Yay. end of this month, yes. um, we're going to have trunk retreat and games and all of, all of the good stuff. So we'll get to have this community series and then this time as a community where we come together to build for the next year mm-hmm. and then get to celebrate. And, and we are up. gonna have
0: a meet and eat where people can come ask questions That's about right. stuff if they want to.
2: Meet and eat. That's on uh,
0: 15th. 15th. October 15th. October twenty second is Fall Fest.
2: Do sign up for the Meet and Eat. Yes. We are letting everybody submit questions in advance yep. and we need to know if you're gonna be there so we can buy you a plate of food. Right. Well and yep. if you wanna hang out with us
1: if you wanna hang out with us the next day too, mm-hmm. we also have a Cowboys watch party <laughs> That's right. going on yep. at
2: uh
3: Legacy, Legacy West, Hall at Legacy Hall. Yep. Yeah. We
2: have a whole Floor rented. Uh-huh. It is a Christ United party yes. at Legacy Hall. It is going to be a good time. And given
0: what happened yesterday in Arizona, <laughs> where they need all the good karma, yes. football yes. karma they can they get. do.
2: Good juju.
0: And then the 29th is Celebration Sunday. Yes. And then the following Sunday is All Saints. Mm-hmm. And then it's a Thanksgiving series. And then it's Advent. And we'll talk about <gasps> wow. that the closer we get. Um, yesterday we had the handbells. Handbells always remind mm-hmm. me of Christmas. And yesterday was three months until Christmas Eve. Which is amazing.
2: It's amazing. i so it, I wish that y'all could hear the, the sound of Chris's Christmas app that reminds <laughs> us of the countdown. He, it, it is my favorite part of staff meeting every week mm-hmm. when he reminds us how much closer we are. And, you know, considering I'm feeling a little more prepared after some planning meetings, I'm more excited yeah, than
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some fun, vi- uh, well, Alex has some stuff up his sleeve mm-hmm. to help us i'm just desperate
2: for cold weather
1: (laughs) me too
0: (laughs) well ashley thanks for hosting today
2: hey thanks for letting me host
0: great to have you on the mic I know. alex thanks for driving the boat (laughs) and julie it's always a pleasure
2: yeah happy to be
1: here
0: all right y'all uh we'll be back i guess in a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. right because there's a little short series on community with another episode of off script until then god bless you
2: thanks for joining us for this episode off script It was hosted by Reverend Chris Dowd, produced by Ashley Danner as a part of the Christ United Podcast Ministries. You can visit cumc.com backslash podcasts in order to see all of the series we have available. Like, subscribe, and follow us so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great week.